0: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes. And recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey guys, welcome back. It's a whole new wrestling season, officially. Um, this is reaction time. My name's Jacqueline Cordova, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Visser. Ben, it's finally our time.
1: It's finally our time. Can you (laughs) believe this is our third year doing this? No, I was thinking about that last week. I was like, this is going to be our third season doing this. And it feels like for some reason, it feels like last year was our first year. And I don't know why it feels like that. But uh, time flies.
0: Maybe it's because we started like in January. I think it was January, right? Yep. So and I feel like once January hits, it's like lightning speed to March. So I don't know. This is exciting. Someone brought that up the other day to me. Like you guys have been doing it for a while now. I was like, well, yeah, you know what, we have. <laughs> so but I'm excited. I feel like I do this every summer to you. I start to get antsy for it to start. And then suddenly I like woke up and it was, oh, like literally the guys just had their first official practice. So it's finally time.
1: Yeah, it's October. <clears throat> Iowa State Russell's November 5th. They got media day here in a couple weeks. So mm-hmm. season's right around the corner. And um so I to get started. I wrote a column for Cyclone Fanatic last week um, just about the hype surrounding the season. And it this season feels so much different, I think, than previous seasons, just because last year there was a decent amount of hype and like, okay, exciting things are happening. You can see the progression from Kevin Dresser's teams. But this year is just a little bit different. I think part of it is because Iowa State does get Iowa and UNI at home. I think that helps a lot. But you also have david carr as a senior you have younger bastida that's continuing to establish himself in the folk style world you're bringing the number one ranked recruit in the nation so just a lot of exciting things for iowa state and a lot of questions to answer before we get the season started too
0: there's definitely like you said your column which was very good by the way Thank you. i'll i'll be pumping that on social this week since we have a bye week but um i don't want to go into this season like it's an all or nothing season mm-hmm but in a way it, it is simply because David's graduating, mm-hmm. which is just so insane to me that we're, we're there, that David's literally, his days are numbered at Hilton Coliseum. So in typical Kevin Dresser fashion, of course he has a stacked lineup for home duels, which I'm really excited about. Number one, I don't wanna drive to Cedar Falls. <laughs> I just, oh, that drive sucks so bad on the way home but i'm just excited to have missouri in town i'm excited to have iowa in town it's gonna be definitely fun i think we will definitely have fun duels to cover at home
1: we absolutely will i'm very excited about that as well and um ncaa's are in kansas city
0: three hour drive
1: and <laughs> i think both of us you'll get a press pass i might get a press pass now that i'm writing columns we'll see about I was that I um, I'll request but i'll be one. there no matter what like <laughs> whether it's in that press row or in the stands no matter what i'm going to be there um I'll drag my dad along so that'll be a lot of fun
0: I mean even if you were there to do work I feel like you could still be sitting in the stands with your dad
1: that too yeah because you
0: don't have to do as much heavy lifting
1: that's true I don't I just have to sit back you'll send me interviews
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you the transcribed interviews yeah um no yeah but I mean before we get ahead of ourselves to March um we can kick things off and we can start with yeah David David Carr's final season I I'm like not mentally ready for this because I feel like at least as reporters we've been covering David so intensely mm-hmm. his entire career and now it's like or there
1: yeah <laughs> no I, I get that 100% before I did this wrestling stuff when I was a full-time reporter obviously covered the football team and stuff like that and I had the same feeling with guys like Brock Purdy and Brees Hall like they are staples and they're the people who turned the program around it's the same thing with David Carr like David Carr to wrestling is Brock Purdy to football and the things that david carr has done for iowa state throughout his five years well four years now to be his fifth have been or six because he had a COVID, COVID. year in a red shirt yeah. so he's, he's done five years as a red shirt and then this is going to be a six years COVID year so that that in and of itself is wild um the things he's done are fantastic he was a national champion first one since Kevin Gadsden. um he's helped iowa state finish in the top 10 team rankings at ncas um just so many positive things he's done for iowa state he's been a number one ranked wrestler for a long long time um we'll get into keegan o'toole and all that fun stuff <laughs> that's going to come up for this season so um yeah david Carr is a special person first of all like i think i wrote that in my column too. of reasons to be hyped up like david is such a personable person such a likable person um, and then he wrestles an incredibly entertaining style he's not one of those guys that's gonna sit there and then if he gets on top he's just gonna ride you out for the whole period um, he's gonna cut you loose and he's gonna take you down again and um he'll throw in a couple turns here there he'll get a pinning combination going so uh really really entertaining wrestler really entertaining guy to be around so he's the he's the type of person you want representing your program
0: yeah i think the question we'll be asking ourselves once the season's over is who steps up you know who steps up and takes over that leadership position that david has had i mean since he came in to this program um So it's been crazy to just kind of see him in that leadership position when he, you know, he still had so much to grow in maturity, just as a person, as an athlete. And so I am curious to see who fills in those shoes. But again, conversation for later, Um, I think, and we're going to get into this so many times and I think it's going to be interesting to see how David handles being covered in his final season because he hates talking about himself it's like it's pulling teeth trying to get him to just talk about himself because he just wants to talk about his teammates but it's like no this this is about you so i'm curious to see how he handles just kind of taking that all in i know last season guys like marcus coleman would talk about how hard it was to really like let himself process what he was Mm -hmm. going through the fact that each duel that passed by was his last. So I'm sure David will have similar feelings. I don't see how you don't when you're trying to focus. But yeah, definitely a season that you should get out to Hilton, not trying to be the head advertisers (laughs) here. But I mean, that Missouri one. I mean, they're gonna end the season with the matchups that we got to witness him have at big 12s and ncaa which is very high intense they're both really incredible athletes and what a thorn and david's side um ending the season with keegan o'toole beating him for their, the national title so davidson doesn't tend to be the guy who gets in front of the cameras and talks a lot of smack but i feel like you have to they obviously respect each other so why not have fun with it and talk smack as you guys try and again beat each other out this year so,
1: I would love to hear David Carr, <laughs> Mr. Humility, talk a little bit of trash. That would be incredible. And yeah, Keegan O'Toole um, beat David Carr once last year. David Carr beat him twice, except the problem is Keegan beat him when it mattered most. Right. Um, David even pinned Keegan O'Toole in Big 12s. So, it's one of those things where, yeah, Keegan won, but it's not this insurmountable thing that can't be beat. David's beat him and david has the skills and abilities and athleticism to, and mindset that's the thing that i think i overlook a lot is david's mindset he has the mindset to go out there and hey, he's gonna get the job done so um they're gonna wrestle probably three times again this year <laughs>
0: i was gonna say they're literally gonna wrestle again three three-ish weeks back to back essentially yeah, three but, times
1: within a month essentially Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> which is just who else is doing that
1: probably we're, we're assuming health right that's i think that's the biggest thing from these two maybe or maybe not seeing each other three times but if both are healthy they're going to see each other three times i think i think that's you, you don't want to say foregone conclusion Every, anything can happen you can wrestle a bad match and lose early in the rounds at NTA's. we've seen that from david carr before i don't think that's going to happen now but um it is a thing but again assuming health you can almost pencil that one in
0: i feel like david's going to be so entertaining because it always takes me back to Kyvin Gadsden talking about wrestling free Mm -hmm. it's like it's your final season it's your final show just let loose let it all out there and we see david wrestle he's very he's very good at being in the right position in the right spots at the right time and i'm just excited to see what different what he changes because he always talks about wanting mm-hmm. to be more entertaining wanting to show off and give us new things to show just how entertaining he is so I think as always he's going to be a staple guy in the lineup and one you should look forward to in probably all duels
1: do you remember last year who said that David Carr asked everybody a piece of advice like I forget it might have been Caleb Fusely or Fiesley I don't remember don't still know how to pronounce his last name apologies Caleb <laughs> Um, but he stepped in at 125 and we asked him about David Carr. I think this I think this was it. And he's like, he asks everybody everything. Like it's not just his coaching that he's asking advice from. Like he's I think it was Caleb. He's like, I do this little two-on-one technique, and David saw that and he asked me how I did that. So for a guy like David Carr to ask at the time a walk-on, a technique, just shows how much David is A, again, his humility. He is incredibly humble, but B, how much he's willing to learn and he's not gonna he'll take information from anywhere. So um, just that mindset of always wanting to learn, I think is gonna be, and has been very successful for him.
0: Well, and also just, again, it goes back to the type of leader he is, that he can go to someone like Caleb and ask questions because that's good, that's what you should do. And I know we talk a lot about wrestlers in general as a whole, You know, they have big egos and they should, it's wrestling, you should definitely encourage it, but there's just also something I think important in looking at someone like David Carr who values his team feedback and what they can teach him. So, it it's going to be a special and yet honestly sad. I get sad. I'm very I get very attached just being around, you know, the same guys for so many years and you watch them go through the highs and lows and then suddenly they're out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm excited. David's definitely one that I mean, everyone's always excited for David. So, no. But now we have to count them down. Yep. Which sucks. Match by match. But thankfully, Iowa State is not short of other guys to watch for or storylines to follow this season. Not only do we have David Carr, but 149. That's a wait. <laughs> um, Iowa State has wrestle offs coming up and Ben and I were going through the roster trying to see all right, which one which weights are the ones that we're very like invested in who's going to be going up against two. Well, at 149. We have Pinero Johnson, Casey Swiderski and Anthony Echimandia, who is officially a member of the team.
1: Um, Transfer from Ohio State.
0: Yep. He had originally committed to Iowa State and then just, you know, changed his mind. That happens. But he's back. And (laughs) he is a competitive guy so now we have these three very different very
1: i think they're all very i was different. gonna say they're
0: all different and but they're all powerhouses in their own way and it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one ben hit me with your thoughts on that weight
1: my thoughts are i can't believe all three <laughs> of them are at 149. <laughs> uh, i talking to the coaches last year you kind of knew that this was sort last year at 141 it was a tough weight cut I get that so him moving up to 49 but i kind of expected anthony atramendia once it was official that he was at iowa state would be at 141 because that's who he wrestled at, at ohio state when he was there mm-hmm. so seeing because you're the one that told me he was like hey anthony at is at 140 i'm like what's happening so i looked at the <laughs> roster and i was like oh my gosh okay so this is going to be a lot to parse through and then obviously um there is the Pinero johnson situation where he was one of the guys hitting the gambling probe um and according to the ncaa rules right now He would be cleared to wrestle um he does still have a legal case out against him he has a class four felony class five class four one of those two um felony for um identity theft um and of over fifteen hundred dollars or something like that so um he does have a legal thing to figure out but i'm wondering and this would be a question for kevin dresser um Mm -hmm. how that affects his eligibility because if he's cleared by the NCA, would he not be cleared to um Wrestle, so that's going to be an interesting an interesting thing to figure out. As well as, um, I thought that he could probably so in college wrestling, you can wrestle in five matches and retain your red shirt as long as you're a freshman. So unfortunately, I think that counts out Panero because I thought that's might what happened is he could wrestle five matches, Hurdusky could wrestle five matches, see what that all looks like, and then one of them would red shirt. That's what I originally thought would happen, but now that I found out that that only applies to freshmen. Kevin dresser kind of has to make that decision pretty early on. Um, right. I think Anthony Etramendi has redshirted. So he's, that's kind of regardless he could wrestle. He could not wrestle. It's not going to impact his, how long he has left at Iowa state, but for Swarovski and Panero, that's a decision that I think, I think you have to make preseason. So, um, that's tough. And like Jackie said, they wrestle such different styles. And if you were to ask me in February, who I thought would win the weight and the one I want to win the weight, I would have said Panero because I mean, the guy won a big 12 championship, he was more consistent all year. He looked really, really good. And Swarovski had a lot of up and downs. And I think he went on like a six-match losing streak during the regular season. And then he figured out in the postseason. And right. he almost became an All-American. He's one match away from becoming an All-American. So right now, if you were to ask me, I like, okay, well, probably Swarovski. So just we'll see which one's more consistent this year, right? They've had an off-season to work. They've had an off... They had a whole season to understand college wrestling. Neither one was good on top last year. Did one of them develop a ride? Did one of them develop some turns? So um, it, it's leave it to the coaching staff jackie and i can give our thoughts on it from outside perspective but um this is one that i do not envy kevin dresser brett metcalf and derek st john because they have a tough tough decision to make
0: yeah and like you said they're just so different and my hesitations with anthony and are that he hasn't wrestled in a live match since before covid you said
1: during covid 2020
0: and he only wrestled five times before he got injured Mm -hmm. so that kind of it's that one kind of i'm like no oh, that's tough not, it that's is hard yep and then yeah like you said panero and casey were just so different and they were you know they were the young guys they were the freshmen so we compared them a lot even though they literally were so different and it's just one of those where i think you either look at it and think well Casey's stepped up when it mattered right in the postseason but then you also look at all the work that pinero put in during the regular season and you know he won a big 12 title it's just yeah i i agree with you and i'm on the same that eileen casey soderski right now just based off of what we know from the end of last season who knows what they're going to look like in the wrestle offs assuming i would hope that we would see them in the wrestle i would hope so <laughs> um I would be so I'm so curious how they match up. I'm so curious how Anthony Antrimonia matches up Mm -hmm. with these two guys. So I think that'll be probably like the most interesting wrestle off and see how they decide to balance it with the red shirt rules. And yeah, it's a big question mark for me. So, um, but like we said, plenty of things to look at, um, not only 149, but Iowa state had some good guys come in during the um off season we have cody chittum and Will will felt camp i have to work on my pronunciation <laughs> on that one um obviously cody chittum has been extremely hyped i'm excited to see him compete um everything that i've heard from the postseason is that he seems like a You know pretty focused guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) seems more quiet at some of these social events they've been doing i which makes me think he's just gonna be the like wrestler you know that's like very moody and dark and just comes in and handles his business i'm very excited for this especially with how much iowa state has struggled to fill that weight once once david bumped up to 165 157 became the new 165 as Mm -hmm. far as there just has not been a guy who consistently steps up and really takes ownership of it and that problem has been solved
1: so it, it has i think like jackie said the hype around cody chittum is there i mean this is a guy who he gray shirted last year similar to panero johnson he gray shirted at iowa of all places um he's <laughs> at Iowa state now though so we forgive him um so yeah it's just one of those things where he wrestled in senior level <laughs> events last year he placed in senior level events last year and uh the hype around him is real david carr for reference was ranked number two in his class behind gable stevenson now i'm not saying cody Chatham turns into gable or david carr but the potential is there
0: right like comparing them freshman to freshman
1: yep and it's it's one of those things where david took a few losses his freshman year like oh those are weird losses um gable stevenson Lost a couple times as a freshman. So Cody Chittum is not going to come out here and go, he's not going to be Kel Sanderson. Let's <laughs> let's set that expectation right now. He's not going to go undefeated um all four years. He's not going to go undefeated this freshman year, probably. But it's one of those guys to where the expectation, similar to Panero and Casey last year, is at minimum NCAAs and compete for an all-American spot. And if you really peak, maybe you contend for a national championship. But um Cody Chittam is very, very exciting. Um, I'm trying to see who is ranked number one at 157 right now in the preseason rankings. Mm. Levi Haynes, a Penn State last year's true freshman, and I also think number one ranked um, recruit. So that could be very entertaining um, to see uh, last year's phenom, freshman phenom, and potentially this year's freshman phenom. So um, I mean, apparently, Iowa got Jared Franick now, which I just realized. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Yeah,
1: he's ranked number two. When did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. All right. But this is new information to me. So um that that's interesting. We'll see how that works. I, I was think, gonna say processing that
0: in real time.
1: Yeah. I like Cody Chittam in that matchup. I'll say that.
0: <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Gotta keep thinking the IY was state duel can never be anything but dramatic
1: it's going to be dramatic this year we'll get to that when we get to that but that dual meet if you don't have a ticket now get if you it. don't have season tickets <laughs> start thinking about getting tickets for that iowa iowa state dual meet that's going to be electric and like i said in my column i'm expecting a sellout for that i i don't see any reason why there aren't hundred fifty four people in there like it that mean, should be a sellout and yes. it should be raucous and ideally 70 30 iowa state fans because in the past it's been like 50 50, <laughs> 50 at best so um no, I want to see Iowa State fans show up for that one.
0: I definitely want to leave that duel the same way I left Iowa City last year. Obviously, I'm not. We're. I'm talking not feeling anything about the score. Strictly speaking, environment wise, mm-hmm. I want to have that same type of feeling because
1: yeah, Carver Hawkeye is electric. As much as we might not like Iowa, Carver Hawkeye is insane for wrestling. If you don't, if you haven't given a, been out to Carver Hawkeye before, do it. Um.
0: Yes, but like you said, we'll also, again, side note, the scheduling. We have that one, the Sun, the Saturday. Is it the Saturday or Sunday? It's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So we get it earlier in the season. Because mm. usually it's what? In December.
1: It's usually in December, I think.
0: Yeah. So we get it a lot sooner, too. That'll be an interesting one with it being a holiday weekend. But mm-hmm. anyways, we'll get there when we get there. Um, Will Feldkamp. He was an NCAA qualifier, 184, and he placed seventh, and he alone scored 10 and a half team points, at times.
1: Yep. And his only two losses last year were Marcus Coleman and Aaron Brooks. So if those are your only two losses, those are two pretty good losses. Um, Aaron Brooks obviously won the national championship. Marcus Coleman was obviously a two-time All-American for Iowa State. So replacing an All-American with an All-American is a welcome sight because it's one of those things where... Iowa State brought in um, Tate Noctoborn, who I thought might be in the Cody Chittum class of, all right, true freshman, see what we can do. Um, but when you bring in Will Fellcamp, you get a redshirt Noctoborn, which I think is a very good move, uh, especially at those upper weights, because if you're lower weight, it's one of those things where like, okay, these guys aren't huge. But when you're in upper weight, it's like, okay, you're wrestling men now. Like, you have to be up for it physically. And I think I like the idea of redshirting, especially at those upper weights. So... Um, I like that red redshirting. I like that Will Feldkamp's going to step in there as a returning All-American and um, put some guys in their back because he is known for pinning. He had, I think, what, I like 10, 10, say, 10, 10 pins last year. What do you got?
0: It says third in NCAA Division One last season with 14 pins. 14. Oof. I love pinners.
1: Me too. It just I haven't had one in a while. Have no. We?
0: And it's like David's fine you know he racks up the score you love to see him tech fall everybody's excited when he does it before the third period even starts <laughs> yeah but just love a good pin that's why I loved Marcus mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcus would just go on these pinning sprees mm-hmm. no I think I th- I feel like what dresser had been needing to do in the offseason and in the recruiting I think he did that he did that this offseason
1: yep <laughs> yeah he brought in some really high-level recruits like Sam Schuyler was a great transfer for Iowa State in the long run when it first happens like oh that's an interesting thing and then when he stepped on the mat he said he was fine <laughs> but he was not an all-american caliber wrestler um he turned into a near all-american caliber wrestler and he turned into a heavyweight staple for Iowa state and he did very very good things for the cyclones but having returning all-american helps a lot it's a Definitely. different level of transfer than sam skyler who i'm not taking anything away from him he did wonderful at iowa state but will felt camp should be in a different class
0: which i mean we'll be seeing sam on the coaching side now, so he can help develop guys the same way he was developed Mm -hmm. (laughs) so
1: hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting
0: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line but i mean i guess that's a good segue
1: very good younger
0: (laughs) the new iowa state heavyweight heavyweights are my favorite weight class younger bastida has been your favorite wrestler yes you have not been shy (laughs) i younger is huge He's massive if you haven't seen him go look up his instagram because he's <laughs> massive what ben durbin is doing with him he's huge at first i was like oh he's gonna bump up like i'm imagining you know how lean he looked at the end of the season no he's huge he definitely looks comfortable at the weight mm-hmm. um but i'm excited to see how he matches up
1: 285
0: yeah. is still difficult cassiope is clearly back since the rule changes with the gambling.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: give me your thoughts on Younger.
1: Yeah, as the leader of the Younger Bastida fan club and the <laughs> person who needs to push, it, push his agenda, um, I love the move. Uh, when he wrestled freestyle in Cuba, he wrestled at 97 kilograms, which is 213 pounds. Um, so he was cutting just from that weight, which he was already cutting two, like, right? He's cutting two, 213. Then he cut another, what, 16 pounds? so um he was he was cutting a lot of weight and i think like jackie said he was looking lean and i don't know if that was a good lean necessary like this is a guy who has a lot of horsepower behind him and you have a lot of horsepower behind you you want you want to feel good um and i think this move to heavyweight is going to make him feel really really good uh you see a guy like greg kirkfleet at penn state and i think that that is younger's ceiling to me um greg kirkfleet is ranked number one right now and I know I went on a little bit of a crusade last year of rank number <laughs> rank younger Bastida number one. And he was a takedown away from doing it, but unfortunately lost to Pitts, I think Paul Biancardi. So that was disappointing. Then season a little bit fell apart, whether that was due to injury or whatnot is to be determined. But um don't know whether we'll ever find that one out. So <laughs> oh. I I love the move to uh, heavyweight for Bastida. He's so athletic. And like Jackie said, he's filled out really, really well. Um, he is huge but he's not a bad kind of huge he's not a oh that's a heavyweight like you know from 1990 huge this is a the new school heavyweight of being super lean I think he's probably 240 right now last time we talked to dresser I think his goal is to be 245 um pick your favorite middle linebacker and that's what younger Bastida looks like right now like I I firmly believe that a younger Bastida been born in America he would be playing linebacker to divisional level right now so Um, I love that he's wrestling shout out to Cuba for not having football, but, um, younger Basita is a phenomenal athlete. And I think I like his move to heavyweight. Now he's going to struggle with some heavyweights, right? Like Wyatt Hendrickson at, uh, air force. He's going to struggle with him because Wyatt is probably six foot five, six foot six. And he's probably close to the two, the full 285. So, um, and he's really good on top, which younger's obviously his worst position is on bottom. So if younger unfortunately goes under wide i think that gets to be a really long match for younger but if he stays on his feet stays neutral um i i can see younger winning that type of match but it's a it is a bad matchup for him same with a zach elam obviously rocky elam and younger had a great rivalry that rocky got the better of these last two or three matches um zach or zach's obviously his older brother so that's going to be a situation again where can you figure out the elams they're both very good on top so if younger can stay out of that position I like what he can do um it's just gonna be can he do that and that's gonna be that's gonna be a thing to watch this season
0: well and the good thing for younger is that Wyatt Hendrickson and Zach Elam are in the Big 12 so he'll get to feel him out before he does it in March and I don't know like you said the weight that he's put on and the muscle that he has more room to have now I think, I really hope that it just like is a 180 from what we saw at the end of the season. Cause like the more we've like discussed it, the more I look back and I think about what he looked like in person and he just didn't look like he felt well. Mm -hmm. I don't have a clear answer for what was going on, but he just like, did not look well. And from what we've seen from what the program puts out, posts that Younger has shared from training, I mean, he's looks good. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. Um, like you touched on his athleticism. I love college heavyweights, cause that's, you know, these guys are way more athletic than high schoolers, mm-hmm. but Younger's just like on a different level. Yes, he is. And that's gonna be so exciting. And just knowing, you know, his ego and the banter that him and Sam Skyler have had about you know Sam telling him like oh heavyweights don't turn and Younger saying like oh I will be like those types of things I'm excited to see him put on a show and I hope that we get a whole different Younger from the Younger we saw just in Tulsa in March because
1: yeah that wasn't fun
0: it's just it's not fun to watch Younger lose
1: no he's too entertaining to watch lose and when he loses it's because he gets down on bottom and he can't get out so that's just It's not fun i want to see him on his feet (laughs) um and just to drive home the point of i why i think this is a really good move for younger to move to heavyweight um last year uh, i think it was during the collegiate duels um when younger was wrestling at 197 sam schuyler had a little bit of a shoulder issue i think it was Mm -hmm. and wrestling at 197 younger bumped up to heavyweight while still weighing 197 because you have to still weigh in at your at at the weight so you uh, make the so he can still wrestle out the weight the rest of the season. So he weighs in at 197, 200 pounds, whatever it is. And then he wrestles Luis Fernandez from Cornell, who was ranked top 15 last year, and he's ranked number 11 this year, and he beats him. So just that alone, while giving up a lot of weight, Younger's proven that he can handle this task, wrestling heavyweight. So um, I think at minimum, Younger Resteed is an All-American this year. At maximum, I'd like to see him compete for a national title.
0: I would assume that younger himself i mean again these guys have a lot of ego younger Mm -hmm. is a very emotionally explosive guy we've seen what he can do on the mat how he carries himself when you know i mean he spiked the headgear he gets so amped up in the iowa duel and there's just no way he walks out of last season and doesn't come into this one just ready to rip heads off so yep i'm excited for that um but overall Give me a take of what you're hoping to either learn about the team on media day or just what you're hoping to get out of this season that has nothing to do with David Carr, or younger Presita.
1: Yes, that's two very good caveats. <laughs> um, I remember in dresser's first or second year during media day, he said that he always had a good feeling about what his team would do and where it would finish. And his first and second year, he's like, I don't know, I just got here, and these guys have been a roller coaster. And <laughs> Iowa State, in fairness to him, was not that good when he first got here. So um, I'm interested to see now that he's been around these guys for five, six years, some of them, what his expectations are, what he thinks can happen with this group. Because I, I know what I think. I think Iowa State can probably be a top three team. I think they, sh- I don't know, should might not be the right word, but. They absolutely there should be an expectation there that compete for a team trophy and ideally earn a team trophy be a top four team at NCAAs. Um, I could see top three finish. Now I was getting some of their um, their good guys back with these gambling rule changes, so that's going to be another tough one. But um, I with the lineup that Iowa State has, I think a trophy finish is um, well in sight, and I'd like to see what Kevin Dresser is going to put out there as far of as far as his expectations and what he thinks his team can achieve um and then beyond that what uh, what are these some of these other weights look like like so i would say in the past has always had a hole mm-hmm. right whether it be um 157 165 125 some years 133 some years they've always had these holes this year i think i could make a pretty strong argument that i would say doesn't have a hole necessarily yeah uh, so i want to see what some of these weights like 125 33 uh 74 i want to see what those weights look like 97 this year um what does not having a whole look like What does having a top 15 ideally wrestler do for an iowa state team that is already very good in duels what can that do in a tournament setting um and can those guys turn it on at the right time in march so um, those are probably the two biggest things that i'm looking for um, when media day rolls around
0: i feel like expectations are definitely higher and they should be i feel like in past seasons they've i mean i remember having conversations with like derek st john where he was like yeah we did really well in that one but it was at the same time kind of we just got lucky or it was like oh yeah xyz like these specific weights are going to do really well but these other ones were probably not going to do that great Mm -hmm. so you'd go into it you know hoping younger guy uh tech fall david got a tech fall you know there was a lot of pressure on marcus coleman younger brasita david carr sam Skyler to score a lot of bonus points to make up for those holes and like you said i just don't think we're having the same conversation this season so that's exciting because this is what this is what you work for right mm-hmm. this, this is, is what Richard kevin dresser wanted and david carr's been asking for a team title he's been asking to be able to have a trophy with his team
1: mm-hmm. This is it. Yep, Big Twelve <laughs> champion as well. We need to get that one off the road. We can't Iowa State can't let a tool a school that's not in the Big Twelve win the Big Twelve title. That just can't happen. And really <laughs> Iowa State's the only one that can prevent it at this point. Oklahoma State's now what they were. <clears throat> Oklahoma's not in the Big Twelve anymore, and they're not gonna compete for it either. Uh, you and I it can't you can't let a school that's not in the Big Twelve win the Big Twelve title. So I need Iowa State to go out <laughs> there and no get
0: pressure. the job done. <laughs> no pressure at all from Bud. Um Julian Broderson yes we haven't talked about him he's huge too he's massive he is a 197 he is looking great I I really like him just because I feel like Metcalf talked a lot about how hard he worked all summer mm-hmm. um, last year and just how much extra training and commitment he put in to be better because he's not the guy who you know he's not the David Carr who's coming in with like all of these accolades and just natural very very good Yep. and so Julian's worked extra hard for it and I just hope he can see that payout and I hope this bump in weight gives him an extra edge but like I said go look at his pictures too yeah. he's massive and
1: I think I think it's a similar thing to younger to where when you're cutting that much weight like if his natural weight's closer to 200 pounds and you're cutting down to 174 whew, that's tough Yeah. so I like and Kevin Dresser said this too. He, Kevin Dresser, he said he's tried to make guys go down in weight, but it's almost always exploded in his face. And right. that kind of happened with Younger last year. Younger did not finish the season strong. And Younger wanted to be at heavyweight last year, but obviously Sam Skyler existed. So um, for the betterment of the team, Younger cut weight. Didn't work out great for him. I'm assuming Julian Broderson's cut quite a few pounds in recent years. If 197 is closer to his more natural weight, I want to see what that can bring. Because there's times last year it's like, he he had ability but it just it wasn't always there all the time when you're cutting a bunch of weight it gets tough to be there all the time when you're right. at a more natural weight you can be more consistent so that's gonna be a fun way to watch too just in a, a little bit different lens
0: it always makes me think of ian parker deciding to bump yeah. up and that was clearly not that this is the opposite effect right this mm-hmm. is a guy who sh- did not need to bump up no and it just didn't work it just didn't work so i think yeah this will be this is going to be a fun team It's one of those where we're putting pressure on them and they are probably putting on a hundred times more pressure on themselves. So it's going to be a really good season. I'm excited. Like I think this might be my favorite season. I cover, I'm convinced. I'm
1: already called assuming no injuries. Yeah. It should be knock
0: on every piece of wood in this this studio. No, I'm excited. Do you have any final thoughts?
1: Let's roll out the mats and get it going.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Can we get to gosh, what what is the date for the first official one? November
1: twelfth. November twelfth. At Cleveland State.
0: No, this is the one in Ames. I'm talking first duel
1: in Ames. Oh, first duel in Ames. Got it. Okay. I thought you were talking about first actual duel.
0: No. Nope. Ben Got and it. I are definitely gonna do a more like wait by wait, mm-hmm. you know, duel by duel kind of preview before um the season officially starts. But it I guess, yeah, it officially starts on November fifth. Again, typical Kevin Dresser.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> They're going to wrestle at David's high school.
1: Spoiler alert, that will be my column for the week. <laughs> because Kevin Dresser has a history of doing this. He did it with Jarrett Dagan yeah. going out to Montana and I love that he does it for the guys. So
0: it's just like, you know, Dr- Dr- Dresser's an older, wiser coach, <laughs> you know, he 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 can talk his smack, a little rougher on the edges, but then he does something like let his seniors get this like little feel-good moment. Mm-hmm. It's just so kind. A little
1: homecoming. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I'm excited. Like I said, Ben and I will be here again, all season, talking away. Um, Ben's writing this season, which is exciting. Yep.
1: Getting back in the writer's seat.
0: So is this what you thought when you hung it up at the Gazette?
1: Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I didn't think I'd written my last article. I thought I might do some freelance stuff for the Gazette. Um, and they've offered and interestingly, I've just I've always been busy. Um, so this is going to be a fun opportunity. Um, columns are not something that I've done traditionally at all. um so this is a a different lane for me so give me a little bit of patience and grace as i get my feet wet in the column writing business because it is very very different than beat writing um and i'm not when i was a beat writer i was not one to let my opinion in much at all so having that resource available is going to be something that i'm going to have to navigate but um should be fun though
0: yeah i feel like that's why where i struggle it's like i want to make sure to cover my bases as a beat writer and I feel like I pretty consistently stay unbiased um, in my writing yep. and I, I never want to think right in a way that shows otherwise, but I would like to be able to do more features. That's my goal for mm-hmm. this season is write more features. I want people to know these guys from David Carr to whoever gets the 125 spot. I don't know. Yep. I'm, I'll just go with 125 since we don't really know what's going to happen. There.
1: Nope. Paramount or Tarakina probably. So <laughs>
0: so, no, it'll be a good season. Um, Yeah, just to can, hope you guys continue to tune in as we continue to be here. So I don't know when our next episode will come out, but media days on Halloween. So expect a lot of content to come your way around the holiday. So as always, shout out to our sponsor fairway, who continues to be our fierce lawyer, uh, loyal sponsors here at reaction time. So thanks for tuning in guys.